what's going on? Welcome back. Here is Katrina from the Second BL. In this podcast, we are going to talk about self-esteem. In particular, we are going to discover how to respond to criticism. I truly think that to normalize discussing these things is important to make everybody free to feel negative emotions too. I hope you won't get bored. Let's start. First of all, you need to learn how to recognize if someone is criticizing you or is just giving you advice. In fact, the first step to boost your confidence is to listen to what others say to you. But you have to make a difference. You have to make a difference between constructive and destructive criticism. Constructive criticism is designed to be helpful and is based on valid facts and observations. It's meant to help you to grow and become stronger. Instead, destructive criticism is designed to cause harm. But this doesn't mean that whoever wants to help out will do it by being nice and kind. So don't reduce everything in. If it's kind, it's constructive criticism. If it's rude, it's destructive criticism. Think about parents. They should always be patient with us. But even when they lose their temper and they yell at us, it's because they want to help us to grow. Or for example, a person that you consider a friend could be really gentle in criticizing you, but you could feel attacked. And always remember that self-deprecation is criticism too. So be kind to yourself. Once you have recognized a constructive criticism, the best advice I can give you is to treasure it. But not for others, just for yourself. Because if you find a defect and you feel like changing it, then do it. But when someone wants to hurt you, it's important to know how to respond. Humans tend to lose temper and feel attacked, but in my opinion the best thing to do is to act neutral, as if the critic was not an assault to your persona. Firstly, you have to listen, because even though the other has an opinion that is different from yours, everyone has the right to be heard. And if the other person doesn't let you speak, it's not your problem. Be better than him, her or they. And if someone doesn't want to face a discussion from the bottom of my heart, leave it alone, because you will surely waste your time. When you have listened, you can give your point of view. But be always gentle. Treat the others like you want to be treated. It's valid also during a debate, because we are people, not cavemen. It's always a good idea to ask the opinion of someone that is not involved in the discussion. But sometimes, even though everyone is against you, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. Just think about when everybody thought that being part of the LGBTQ plus was against nature or something like that. Definitely, during the Middle Ages, there were people who supported minority rights. But they didn't used to say it, just because the majority thought it was gross. As I was saying, you don't have to assume that a friend will never be toxic towards you. If it's not usual, you can just talk about it and make your friend understand what made you feel uncomfortable. But honestly, if it's normal in your group of friends to attack each other, you should be really careful. Because being constantly exposed to destructive criticism has a huge impact on your mental health, especially on your self-esteem. I found out that a low self-esteem is at the base of the destructive criticism. That means that someone who is used to hurting people with words probably has big problems with confidence. Could be because of the family, their school or just nature. 
In fact, some have a predisposition to low self-esteem. But no worries, it doesn't mean they can't change. Now, think about bullies. In your opinion, are they self-assured? Exactly. 100% no. If you need to make others feel inferior to feel good about yourself, surely your self-esteem is below average. But as I already said, a lot of people, especially after adolescence, start to develop their confidence. So probably the bullies will start to not need to make fun of the weaker anymore. So it burns the phenomenon of repentant bullies. Here are some testimonials. I'm Silvia. I'm 12 and I'd like to tell my friends that I don't want to make fun of the girls sitting at the back of the class anymore. But I'm afraid they'll stop appreciating me like they do now. Or... Hi, my name is Gianni, I'm 13 and I don't really like tripping that classmate of mine. But how do I tell my friends? What if they start to mock me? These teenagers are scared. Scared of being judged. Scared of being criticized. Because actually they are really weak. So they need their friends' approval to feel powerful. And it's the same thing that happens in social media with the haters. Imagine how sad your life can be to find it funny to insult, for example, a celebrity. Imagine how sad you can be to say to Ariana Grande that she's not sexy enough. Uh, yeah, it really happened. Now listen to Ariana's answer. Tweets, comments, statements like this are not okay about anyone. We live in a day and age where people make it impossible for women, men, anyone to embrace themselves exactly how they are. Diversity is sexy. Loving yourself is sexy. You know what is not sexy? Misogyny, objectifying, labeling, comparing and body shaming. Talking about people's bodies as if they are on display asking for your approval or opinion. They are not. Celebrate yourself, celebrate others. The things that make us different from the other make us beautiful. Body boundaries, love, love, love only. I mean, do I need to add something? I hope this podcast has been useful. Guys, remember that nobody's perfect. We are not robots. Just take it easy and keep going. I know, it's easy to say, but let's enjoy life. It's totally fine to make mistakes or to not feel good about ourselves all the time. Just remember that we'll be alright. Love you all. Take care, spread kindness, and bye!